things happen to us, how we respond is the differentiator. Good, the podcast that shares powerful lessons to help you navigate the life you want. I'm your host, Marnie Andes. In this episode, you'll hear from Lisa Woods, life, spiritual, and health and wellness coach who helped me with my most recent transition. If you're experiencing a transition or you want to learn more about how to navigate your next one, listen and find out how so much of transitioning is learning to forge a deeper connection with yourself. And now, my conversation with Lisa Woods. I am really happy that Lisa Woods has joined today. And we're going to get into a lot about change and transitions and maybe just sort of take it wherever the conversation goes. So I just love the fact that you're available to just talk about whatever we want to talk about. Thank you, Marnie. I'm excited to be here. And I love transition. So this is a good conversation for us. Yeah. Well, you and I have been talking about it for a while. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've set this up with the audience and I've already shared with them that, you know, you and I have been working together. Not only are we friends, but, you know, with your coaching background, working with you, when it hit me, where suddenly here I was in a situation that was familiar and I knew that it wasn't going to be enough for me personally, if I only tried to navigate it yeah. on my own. And you know, what was really interesting was even recently I had a conversation with a friend who's transitioning mm. and, you know, making a change in her work. And, you know, of course I meet with people too, and we talk about it all the time, but it's so interesting that when you finally have someone who you can just have a conversation with and you can share it and you can go as deeply as you want to, it really does make a difference. And so I thought, I mean, let's just, let's just talk about it. I mean, I I'm happy to share as many details that helps our listeners. Cause I really do think there's people out there thinking, well, I've done this and now I have to figure out how to do it myself. And I just, I personally know the value of coaching and, and was so thankful and grateful for you being willing yeah. to, to walk me through all of that. Absolutely. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And again, the, the transition piece and, um, people coming forward and saying, I want to change something or change is happening around me, but I want to show up differently. I want to do things differently. This feels different to me. And that's a majority of people who do engage with me and, and that I end up guiding. And I hear you on some people just aren't quite ready or like, what is coaching? And and there is a lot of value, I would say, to just having a place with a coach or with somebody else um, who will listen to you, right? Who doesn't try to fix you, who validates what you're experiencing, right? Because I, in coaching, right, we believe people have the answers. You have the answers for yourself. You know it's just we don't get many times that we can sit and talk to somebody and not saying, let me tell you what to do. This is how I did it. This is exactly. No, we're all very different. Right. So we do get to that place where like, OK, I don't need you to fix me. I need to figure this out. I want to figure this out. So if somebody, as you're saying, right, isn't ready for a coach or, or something else. Sure. That's one of the things you could do. Find that friend. 
who right. will sit, listen and respect the space. Well, I think the connection piece, and you, you and I have talked about this. I, I, I there's sometimes like I think to myself, gosh, if we just would have recorded every session, well, maybe I wouldn't want all that out there. I don't know, <laughs> but right. you know, it's it's that connection piece where regardless of where you're at with it, because I think there's some people that might think to themselves, I don't even know if I'm ready because maybe I don't even know that this is something I should be talking about. And I, I didn't find that to be an issue at all. Now, certainly our coaching engagement might've looked differently 10 years ago because of the space that I may or may not have been in at the time. So just how do you, I mean, how do you help support people through that where they're coming to you maybe in a, everybody's coming to you in a different place? Absolutely. Um, and, and sometimes, Marnie, people are coming to me and saying, I need help managing my email. Okay, let's, we can dive into that. And by the second or third session, it's something totally different because we believe we are coming in for something that is more, uh, process oriented. Like I need to find a new job. I need to do this. I need to do that. But where it ends up going naturally, because my belief is it's what the person is wanting. They're just not certain yet how to maybe articulate it. It's what's on the inside, right? Where is you talk about connection? I think about where's the connection to yourself, Where's the connect? And I don't say that in a judgmental way or a harsh way, but we we live in a society typically where we're not that connected with ourselves sometimes. Everything is external. Buy this, do this, wear this, right? And we we tend to concern ourselves a lot with what the outside world is is asking of us and what we are willing to do. And a lot of it is doing. We spend a lot of our lives doing. And so when people come and ask me or, you know, hey, I'd like to change this or that, it's about doing. I typically ask, well, what do you, who do you want to be? Like when you have your New Year's resolutions, I want to do these three things this year. Okay, cool. Who would you like to be as you do those things? And that's just such a different way of thinking about things. But yet there's so much power in knowing who you really are and being with yourself in yourself so that the external pieces don't really matter as much. It makes a ton of sense. And I think about, you know, when you think about like head, heart, hands, uh, like, where are you? Yeah. And in, and maybe that's something that would be a value too, if people haven't really thought about it in that realm. But I, you know, I think, there is so much that is demanding of us, whether it's something that we're intentionally participating in or something that we feel like is happening to us yeah. that we don't take the time just to think about what we want. So I, I actually love, who do you want to be? I've, I've asked that question of people before too, which it's usually not the one right out of the gate, but it's <laughs> what, what do you want? Yes you know, set all these other things aside. It's not that you want another job. It's not that you want a different job. It's not that you want, it's, there's something else there. And so, you know, I think that was certainly the case for me when you and I started working together. And this has been, gosh, almost what a year and a half ago, maybe just, just less, just a little bit less than a year and a half ago when I, you know, had made a change 
and realized it wasn't, it wasn't the right one for me. And I knew, I knew it. And somebody might hear that and go a year and a half. And you, this is where you're at. But you know, you know, I always say like everybody's journey is their own. Right. But that's what I found so valuable about our time together because I recognized that no, this isn't right, but I didn't really know what to do after that. Marty, what I think about it is a lot of people don't know. We think that if we, um, and, I, and I've done it myself, oh, it's not working. I'm going to change jobs. Oh, the marriage isn't working. I'm going to get a divorce. Oh, this relation, you know what I mean? And we just keep moving forward and moving forward. But I would, in some sense, say, I don't know that we're moving forward, but there is something changing. Right. But stopping and the uncomfortableness, because not knowing what to do next is super, super uncomfortable. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I remember some of our conversation. It's like, okay, I'm in this space, really uncomfortable. Right. But what are you learning about yourself? Right. And there's so many ways we can learn more about ourselves and, and start to be more curious about what is happening um because if we just move from place to place we're the we're the common denominator and i don't say that in terms of there's a problem with us or there's something wrong with us but we haven't changed and we're being in some sense asked right it, it, you know i get into the spiritual piece and whatever spirituality means to you um, because I don't believe my definition should be put on other people. We all believe something different. We, we feel called in different ways, right? So I think getting in touch with that and that knowing, I mean, I do have people say, all right, I feel it. I feel something's going to change. Like, I, I, I just know. I don't know where it came from. And I, I personally, I smile I'm like, I know where it came from, <laughs> down within in your soul it's there it's waiting right yes yes yes, yes. people need sometimes help finding it yes yes and people say something and they say i have no idea where that came from okay cool let's talk about that mm-hmm. yeah right that is so beautiful and so powerful we start trusting that voice and we hear it more right you talk about connection connecting to that and trusting ourselves in that space is just amazing. Amazing. So I think that's what's really important in this dialogue is for people to just hear that to be able to stop, take a breath, make that connection. I mean, return to yourself in some cases, you know, when we first started talking about, you know, after I went, Oh no, here it's it's happened again because I talk about it in my book. I talk about another example in my career journey where I realized I wasn't it wasn't the right spot for me. It wasn't a good fit and I, you know, made the hard decision of leaving the organization without a job. And every other time before that, you know, I'd always had something lined up and so that was scary for me. And yeah. so I get into this situation again and I think the first thing that hit me after my SOS to you was, oh my God, how did I do this again? Uh, how, I'm, how can I be that? Whatever. I wrote every story in the book about myself. Yeah, Dumb, sure. naive, 
irresponsible. Like, how could you not know? And yet here I was. And so it's, I don't like, what's, that's a transition in and of itself, right? Absolutely. And, and, and we believe it's, it's like what you said, Marnie, we start telling ourselves or talking to ourselves in ways that are not very compassionate um, because we do think that we've totally screwed up or it's terrible. And of course, I'm talking about within the regular parameters of, of life, not outside where we're, where sometimes really bad things happen. We're in this other space as we talk. Um, but it's, there's this saying and, it, and it's, and it's about, you know, life happens, things happen to us yet, Morning, we know that, but yet we're surprised when it does, right? And some of connecting to your inner self and knowing who you are, and it is a journey, we realize that things are happening because we are learning something. So for you, right, I think about, well, sure, yes, you think, oh, how did I get here again? What are you learning? That's what I pivot into. What are you learning? Not Oh my gosh, how did I do it? Again, it it's this this parable that is things happen to us. How we respond is the differentiator, right? Mm-hmm. We learn that if we sit in that space and just think about it and create stories and do it over and over, right? We're causing a lot of suffering for ourselves versus what you did and saying, how did I get here? I don't want to be here. How can I change this? Because I see that I've done that before. And it's that moving that into action and learning something that, again, is is, is a differentiator. And I, I believe strongly that's why we're here, to learn, to take that learning into this new space and to do even greater things. I mean, that's part of the reason why I wanted to, to have a podcast was I wanted to continue to learn myself, but I wanted to be able to share that. Because I think it would make me sad to think that other people are telling themselves the same story if they're going through something similar, or maybe it's a different transition. And I, that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you today, because I know it's happening. I mean, I, I pulled up my LinkedIn before you and I got on the call and started looking and it was like, as I swiped through, I could see job announcements happening and I'd swipe again and I'd see a discussion around another layoff that happened. Oh, here's another reduction in force that happened. Oh, here's somebody saying, Hey, it's really, you know, I'm struggling out there. And then you might see another post that says, Oh my gosh, my network's awesome. They help me in these ways. And I think, you know, that's just one aspect of all of this. And we're only talking about, I talk about a work transition, but yeah. you know, it's this whole thing that people are going through these transitions. And in some cases it might be somebody going, I've always wanted to start this thing, but I just, I don't even know where to begin. And I think these conversations are so, so key and you're seeing it. I mean, I wonder what are some of the transitions? I know you can't tell me, you know, what you're obviously talking to or who your clients are, but I mean, where's, where's some common threads that like, I want, I want people to hear that they are not by themselves going through these transitions. People are doing it all the time. Absolutely. I mean, and, and what a great point, Marnie. Sometimes when we are experiencing these things, we think we're not in an egotistical way, like I'm the only person who's experiencing this, but you do mm-hmm. think sometimes something's wrong with you. 
And so what I what I think about and why actually I got into coaching was was COVID and really seeing things change and seeing a shift. Um, and sometimes people interpret that as a political shift, and maybe because I was in politics, but that's not what I'm talking about. There is an awakening. I mean, my last conversation before I got onto this with you was about an, an, an awakening, an awareness, more of an awareness of I don't, I don't really like some of these things, and I really would like to change them, or I feel like something greater is calling to me. And and I say COVID, one of the things it showed us was how do we connect with one another more? How do I connect with myself more? What is important? How can I be more, it's a little overused, but authentic? Because this right now, whatever someone is experiencing doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like they can be who they are. And I believe COVID, the pandemic, whatever we want to say, has given us permission to do that. So it's how do you tap into that? How do you start moving into that space? And, you know, if it's helpful, I can, I can talk about a, a couple of things that come that come to mind for me and that I share with people. This happened with one of my recent conversations. Yeah. And helping, you know, someone navigate something similar. And I do think that this is fairly prevalent. I think about myself in this case too. I think about, you know, you know, you and I might even think about some of our friends in this case. Have I missed the boat? How on mm. earth could have I let this much time go? And I think it's that feeling of not that I'm too old. I I don't get that sense, but it's it is a little bit of like how much time I've lost. Interestingly, a person I was a client um Although I like to say we partner, a client always sounds like it's a bit of a something. Anyway, he's in his 60s and saying, oh, what I've lost, right? And he would say that a lot when we first started um, working together. And and what, what he sees now is it's not that he lost, right? There's not, he didn't lose time. He learned a lot. And things that he understands now at 60 that some of us understand at 30 or 40 or whatever age. And I think it's backing up a little bit, meaning I think people who are younger than, say, my age of 56, they're seeing things earlier than maybe we had. So instead of him losing, he actually gained. He gained these learnings. He wasn't able to understand some of the things that he can understand now because he hadn't experienced them and so for him at 60 some odd years, he's going on an adventure in his, in his camper to learn more about himself and to connect with people and to connect with himself because he has spent his 60 years, again, that external, that doing, 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 which is what our society rewards us for. Right. right. We get money. We get the quote things we want. We get the quote things that make us happy. And he is coming back and saying, I, I see all of that. How can I connect with me? How can I get back to me? Because that's the space. Even today, he said, I really love who I am now. My being, I know who I am. No apologies are necessary. I accept myself. And so there is, it's not an aggressive or an angry thing. It's just like, I know who I am now. Wow. Wow. And I think, wow, yeah, 
go. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, going back to where I'd shared that the first reaction for me, and I was even thinking about it, you know, I'm helping people do this stuff, but here, you know, here I am in this yeah. situation myself. And the first thing was like, oh, you should have known better. You did this already, but it very quickly was replaced with, uh, to your point, what is the lesson that I'm learning? Yeah. I, the universe I believe when we talk about from a spiritual standpoint, my belief is the universe had to show me this again. Yes. And so I look at it in that way. Other people might say, well, you know, things happen for a reason. I believe the universe had to show me this again because I did need to learn something. And it wasn't just about, you know, whether or not that wasn't the right fit. That that's what was the, you know, sort of a a symptom. You know, I was like, oh, okay, that thing came up. This was about... I, I did, I needed to just, the lesson for me was, what do I really want to do? Is this the place I can do it? Where are the places I can do it? Where do I want to do those things? And then it, the dialogue, the dialogue was very, very different. And I know you and I, obviously, as we've already shared, had many a conversation to the point where people should know. I mean, when this started to happen, you and I were meeting weekly for me to navigate around this for some people. And I want to give you the opportunity to share some of that. Maybe you're thinking I would love to do that. And maybe I might meet with somebody just so I can get a, you know, an opportunity to sort of think through some of these things, but I'm not quite ready. And I want this to be useful for people. So what are some of the things that they can be doing, even if they aren't, you know, speaking to a coach like yourself? Yeah. Um, so I, I think about the, the, again, that moving from it's on a, it's that doing, 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 right. And it helps us in a lot of ways. We achieve a lot. We do these things. No, no, no. Outward, outward. It maybe we make good money, maybe whatever those things are, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not a big right, wrong, black, white person. I'm just not. I, I think there is value in, in what we, again, what we learn but part of this for me is the connection piece and connection is a human need. And so if you think about um, if I'm always connecting with things way out there, external, externally, excuse me, buy this, do this and you'll be famous or do this and something will happen. The first thing I think about is start to connect with your inner self with curiosity right? We tend to connect with our inner self with judgment. Why didn't you do that? That is so wrong. I can't believe you said, I can't, right? And I think, wow, like, again, that self-compassion piece, that reflective piece, get to know who you are without that judgment, right? How can you support yourself? Find comfort in yourself, um, and grow more in your sureness. And some of that is tapping into the intuitive piece. And, you know, there is this, this, again, I talk about the uncomfortableness, but I remember years and years ago, somebody, because I'm, I'm, I was a doer, do, 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 do. And I can do amazing things and I can do it so fast and I can do a million, I can work 18 hours a day, Marnie, watch me. <laughs> Do, do, you know, and I'm like, right. yeah, and what are you not doing or what are you not being in those 18 hours? Right. I'm like, well, I'm not being connected with myself. And I remember somebody saying, 
you know, there's that old saying of don't just sit there, do something. Yeah, I know that. I, I use it every day. And they say, reverse that. Mm-hmm. Don't do something. Just sit there. Think about it. Think about what's happening. Be curious about why it's happening. You know, it's such- Oh, that is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, so like even in practical terms, and I'll share it so that people, you know, I mean, you are getting to it, the heart of it. And I'll give an example. One of the things was, you know, as I started to uncover, it was, I, I don't like doing this. Now, keep in mind, listen, th- there are things when you have a job or when, you, whether you run your own business, there's gonna be things you're like, ah, I don't really love to do that. Yeah. So to take those out. That's not what I'm talking about. This was, yeah, I don't, I don't like doing this. Well, but it wasn't just to stop there and be like, oh, it's because they had me do this or what? No. Mm-mm. Why? Yeah. Okay. What, what, you know, what are the, maybe even the triggers for me so that, you know, again, I could get to know myself, not just what was happening externally or however I perceived it was, well, what about it is bothersome or what, but also you and I would talk about, okay, let's stop for a second. You liked that. That day worked for you really well. Okay. What was that? Why did that work so well? What did you love doing so that you could, so that I could start to navigate that? I think this one is a really important point for people. And it's, it's something that does take space. It takes time. You have to be willing to sit in it. Yes. Yes. Sit in it. And, and what I remember some from, from not only guiding with you and partnering with you, but with other people, how it it was a bad day. No, no, no. How do you feel? Right. And some people are like, Oh, here we go with the feelings. But there is what I'm saying is what comes up in your body if you stop and listen? What is coming up? What is your body telling you? Like a, a woman um, that I know who was interviewing for a position and her boss to be, if she were to accept the get offered and accept the position, wouldn't look at her. And she said, I kept like pressing my legs together tighter and tighter because okay. And now you have a giant bruise on the back of your leg. What was your body saying to you? Because our head will override that. Our head will say, oh, it's no big deal. He doesn't want to look at you. He's only going to be your boss. What? You don't need to overanalyze it or like, oh my gosh. No. What is your body telling you? Because we have this limbic system. We have this felt sense intuition, right? Mm -hmm. That we don't trust sometimes, that we turn off, that no, your body knows it's there. It's from thousands and thousands of years. Right. Yeah. That's a big one. I learned during this process with you, which I've shared it before too. I think I posted not too long about you need to lean into what you're feeling because it's telling you something and yeah, we'll, we'll tell our stories of, well, Oh, I'm just too sensitive or yeah, I know, but that's just something that I'm uncomfortable, but everybody else gets over that. And I just need to we, yeah. we just, we tell ourselves stories. Yeah. yeah. We make them well, up. Yes. Well, and it's like, sometimes people say, my stomach kind of hurts. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's, what's that telling you? Right. right. And you don't have to attach some giant emotion to it, right? Sometimes people are like, I don't know how I feel about it. what is happening in your body. 
right? My stomach hurts. Okay. Let's talk about why your stomach hurts. What's behind that? What is, so to Mm. your point, exactly. So people connect with themselves. There's obvious a way, obviously a way we can do that. We need to give ourselves some space, probably some time. What else can people do? Yeah. Uh, the thing that has really, really helped me, and I know in sharing with other people, is connecting to nature. Um, I, I go back to being a kid and and having pretty high uh, levels of worry, of anxiety, of expectations, uh, being a super achiever, having all sorts of different things going on in, in my life and in my home. And I found if I could get outside right? And I would go to the beach and I could sit there and be by myself and just ah, mother nature was there. And I articulate it a little bit differently as an adult. But if you get out, if you have that nervousness, that twitchiness, that whatever it is that is our bodies telling us, move, move someplace else, right? I say, look out your window, get outside, literally move around, right? What do you see? What sensations are around you? How does it feel to have the sun shining on you? I take off my shoes a lot and walk on the grass because it connects me to something greater than myself, right? It it reminds me that I do belong. It reminds me that I am connected and a part of something else and that it is reciprocal right? The birds are singing, the sun is shining, you know, and it sounds so corny in some ways when I say it out loud, but there is so much in that. Nature doesn't judge us. Nature accepts us for who we are and it holds us and it calms us, right? It's almost like a returning home or something because it's, it's, as we sit in nature and just breathe, we just feel our blood pressure come down. We just start thinking, those birds, what are they doing? Up, right? Takes right. us into our head, right? Get out of your head a little bit. Yes. That's huge. So, I mean, I I think for people that live, I mean, we have such a, a wonderful environment here where we live in Colorado. We have a lot of yeah. days of sun. and But, you know, I think we can take it, probably take that for granted too. Mm, You know, COVID was actually really good in this sense that I found myself getting out more and then I hadn't kind of had the lull. And when this sort of the end of summer came through, it was, you know, my husband and I started going on walks before starting our days. Mm. And I can, I mean, you have such a beautiful way of saying it and connecting with nature, but in some cases for us, it was just, let's just like, let's commit to something. Let's go out. Let's go walk for 15, 20 minutes, sun on our face, get out and breathe some fresh air. Just, just that alone, what that can do to you physically is pretty miraculous. I think so too. And kudos to you for, for getting out. And, you know, sometimes it rained here the other night and I, I literally just opened my window and just closed my eyes and put my face up to the screen. Right. The smells are different. The sound is different. Everything gets quiet. It it is this beautiful show outside of of nature. And it's, it's, to your point, not everybody has a beautiful place to hike, but we all have windows. We Mm -hmm. all can look out. 
we all can break up that energy or that twitchiness, that something that's going on within us that needs some calming and some connection. So um, that's what I love about nature. Yeah, I love that too. Well, that's actually a really great reminder for everyone too, is that you can, I mean, this is one of those things that is a whole other probably topic of its own. Yeah. You can you can make excuses for yourself or you mm. can say, okay, I didn't get the 20 minute walk in, but I can open my window and I can take a deep breath, right? fresh breath of air. Yeah. Or I can just sit, you know, for a few minutes just outside or stand and take it in and then go back in to whatever it is that I have to yeah. Go be, you know, responsible to or for or whatnot. But yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a great reminder. I do love the fact that if, if people weren't picking up on it, the fact that you take off your shoes and connect to the ground, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else, what else could we share with everyone of, yeah. of what they could, what they could do? Yeah. Um, and, and I would say I, for me, each of these things is something that's always with you, meaning, uh, you don't need to drive somewhere. You don't, right? It's all right here, right? Connecting with yourself or your spirituality, connecting to nature or opening a window to release some of the energy that's built up inside of you or the space that you're in. The The third thing really is connecting to your breath. You know, we hear a lot about meditation. We hear a lot about mindfulness and, and, and these attachments to it. Like I have to perfectly sit on a cushion <laughs> and have the correct posture and okay, let's stop. And we have to dedicate an hour or two every day to stop. Right. Each of these things is, is simple. Don't, make it more complicated or think that there's a right way and a wrong way. If it feels good, great. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think about as we connect to our breath, as we breathe, uh, we actually are telling our brain that everything's okay. Right. These deep breaths that we take and inhaling and exhaling, um, and yes, you can do it through mindfulness or meditation and spend 10 minutes or you can spend two minutes. And it's also, it, it, it again tells our brain, are you okay or not okay? And what I think about is, is you just sit quietly. Like I said, like, don't do something, just sit there. You start to notice some things about yourself, Right meditation or mindfulness or just breathing isn't some grand heavy thing it's about sitting with yourself and many people say oh i can't i can't meditate i can't okay i get it i could meditate when i first started too because i thought it was all about sitting perfectly in this chair or wherever and it being this right 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 Holy cow, like that's way that stresses me out even more. So there are this slow, this slowing down and this breathing, we start to learn about ourselves. Okay, what is hard to sit for two or three minutes? Can I just think about nothing as I pour my tea? I mean, personally, I like to go out and garden and I just, oh, there's a little bee right there. In some sense, that's meditating. I'm not judging things. I'm not... Uh, wondering if I'm doing it correctly. I'm enjoying the quietude. My body is enjoying the, the quietude. 
I don't have to engage with the worry or the anxiety. I can see things more for what they are, Marnie, and decide if I want to pick that up or engage with that or not, or keep watching. Mm -hmm. See, I love that because what you've done is, you know, meditation and and connecting to the breath doesn't have to be some over-orchestrated activity. It can be very simple. These are three things that I, I love. I want people to be able to have something that they can do right now. And I love this whole idea of like connecting more deeply with yourself, connect with nature, connect with the breath. And one of the things I want to be able to do in this podcast is to ask each guest, what is a lesson inside of you that you could share with listeners? Yeah. As I start to share this lesson, I want to say it's really more about, I think, things that I learned through watching others, through experiencing things that were happening around me and how they affected me and almost flipping those because I can't say that they were all positive, right? So how do I flip those and do something different and take that forward? It really resonates with that piece of myself that I have come to understand. And that is each piece of life is um, a teacher. I think if we look at life more similar to that, then maybe how some of us do, it just, it makes more sense and we can be kinder to ourselves even, because I think all of the things that you and I have talked about today, these are the pieces of ourselves that we move through in life. People used to say to me, Marnie, right? It's not about the the goal. It's about the journey. And I would laugh. I'd be like, it's about the goal, (laughs) that super achieving piece. And achieving goals is important, right? Achieving all of this is great. You know, I'm I'm in my mid-50s and I think about how it is accelerating. Those experiences and those learnings are accelerating for these next generations, right? They are experiencing things in their 20s and 30s that maybe you and I didn't experience until maybe our 40s. And for me, maybe my, you know, moving into my 50s, et cetera, and the importance of that and acknowledging that they have learned a lot from watching the things around them. Why? What you just shared is huge. I think it's really important for people to know that. I've been asked those questions before of, you know, this is so great that your father taught you these things. And there's, there's, there's more lessons than that. I always share that with, with people that there are certainly lessons beyond what I wrote in the book, but I love what you're saying because it, what it invites people to really just pause and think about is, you know, what you may have taken with you is the opposite of something that potentially you saw happening. Maybe it's, I saw that I observed that that's not what I'm going to take forward in my own life. And that's okay too, because that is a teachable, worthwhile lesson for all of us. And I think that's super important here because I think people can look at it and go, well, I didn't have all these wonderful things. And by the way, I have lessons. Certainly there were things my father taught me that maybe are things that I'm like, I don't think I would do that type stuff, you know, and I, and and they're equally valuable, but I don't want people to think, well, that's not, if I don't have this wonderful, beautiful packaged lesson that I experience, then it's not worthy that I'm not using it and that it's not worthwhile teaching someone. So I think that's, 
thank you for sharing it in that way. Cause I think that's super important for people to hear. If for some reason someone says, you know what though, I really am ready to coach. I really would love to be able to have someone to speak to. Where can they find you, Lisa, if they wanted to get in contact with you? Sure. And so if you go online, it's of course the usual www.addedthestrategies.com. There's a website and it talks about, I mean, it really talks about Marty, my approach. And if it resonates with you, great, reach out. Right. If it doesn't and you are you would like for me to connect you with somebody else, I can do that too. My goal really is to make it accessible for people. I believe everybody should have access to these resources no matter where you are in life, no matter how much you can pay or anything else. It's, it's important. And I right. think we all really need it. Yeah, especially... Well- And and the fact that you're here sharing it with me, and I I really do appreciate that. I I love that you and I want to help and teach and educate however we can. So um, out of the woods strategies, if you want to reach out to Lisa, Lisa Woods, spiritual life coach, thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much fun. Thank you, Marnie.